Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Buckle up, because it's going to be a long ride. It's going to be a wild ride. No one cares, but we're going to tell you anyways. This is Popcorn Chats. We're just finishing off the bottle tonight. Girl, I finished off mine. If you're just joining us, you can watch us getting drunk in the pre-show on YouTube only, exclusively. And now we're going to get into the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Popcorn Chats. I'm Katie. And I'm McKay. And this week, we are talking about the critically acclaimed Twitches. Just kidding, it's not critically acclaimed, but it is Katie acclaimed. That is almost more significant. So, so we're talking about Twitches, and we are a little turnt begirt. Uh, so, <laughs> oh my god. As we always are with our Disney episodes, yes. everyone, there isn't anything new. We're back with, I think, our third drunk Disney episode. Am I correct about that? Nope, fourth. Fourth drunk Disney episode. Because we had like the Holy Trinity. Yes. And then now we have a Halloween one thrown in there. Yes. So we are continuing with our spooky season vibe. And we are literally talking about the only Disney Halloween movie worth talking about. I mean, Halloween Town, good movie. Haunted Mansion, good movie. But Twitches, girl, literally shut up. This is the best movie <gasps> ever. Um, so we're talking about it. It was so good. It was such an enjoyable rewatch. It was just as good as I remembered. You know how some that we've watched and we've been like, this is not as good as I remembered it being when we were younger. This one, like, it met that expectation. So good. It I can't wait to dive into was it. was <laughs> phenomenal. And I literally don't think I've seen this movie since I was 12 years old. But rewatching it, that just made it better because I, like, forgot everything that happened. Katie finally is having something positive, wink, wink, going on in her week, everyone. Katie, you want to fill us in on how your week has been? <laughs> my personal life, my health. Um, she's troubled. She's quaking. She is not okay. So if you listened last week, I did say that my family is having a bit of a COVID scare. That scare has since turned into a positive COVID test for my mother, my dear sweet mother. I have been so fucking scared. Like, literally my biggest fear was my mom getting the coronavirus because she has some throat issues, pre-existing condition. So I've been really worried about that. She now has coronavirus. She's fine. Um, She is just really tired and fatigued. Those are like her only symptoms. And I'm happy about that. I most likely have the coronavirus. Let's just get that out in the open. Um, my mom and I got tested on the same day and I tested negative. She tested positive. Crazy, wild, tumultuous. We're confused, right? But it gets even weirder. I have had symptoms as pretty much as long as my mother has had symptoms. Like just a little bit of a chest thing, a little bit of a throat thing. So... <sighs> We're handling it. Um, I am in self-isolation. I am in my bedroom all the time. I've been in my bedroom for three days straight and counting. I'm not going to sit here and be like the president of the United States and be like, don't be afraid of COVID, blah, blah, blah. You don't want to get this thing, babies. But I'm just a little bit pissed because I've been doing everything right. 
I was telling Michaela the one risk that I've been taking is going to the gym, but I swear to God, every time I go to the gym, there is no one there. And I wear a mask, obviously, the entire time, and everybody there has to wear a mask. And if it's, like, a crowded area with other people there, I don't go in that area. I don't know how this happened. So here we are. Yeah. I probably have COVID. I talked to my doctor this morning, and she was like, yeah, you have COVID. And I was like honey. Last time I was tested, I was negative. And she's like, yeah, just, um, Caitlin, you have coronavirus. Like you have symptoms and you've been exposed by your mother and like literally don't even get a test because you've had COVID. But I went and got a test today, so we shall see. But I'm just staying in like I always do. I'm literally just always at my house, except for when I go to the gym because I want to be healthy and I want to be skinny. And just run on a treadmill for like 30 minutes and do like fucking 300 sit-ups because I hate myself and I just want to like not be fat. <sighs> Katie, I feel like this is the part where I should tell you that you are not fat and that you do not <laughs> need to do 300 sit-ups and run on the treadmill. Well, you are a skinny legend. Thank you, but um, yeah. So this is just a really hard time, but... My biggest fear has come to fruition, and honestly, I'm I'm coping with it pretty well, surprisingly. I think my therapy is really working, and this is me being serious. Like, I cannot recommend therapy enough. We've been doing worksheets. We've been doing exercises, breathing, meditating, just really, like, introspective work, and I just feel like it's been working, and I'm so thankful that I started therapy before all this happened because I don't know where I would be right now if I hadn't started that. So how are you, Michaela? Um, <laughs> Katie Shout is probably positive for <laughs> Corona. Welcome to the pod. Uh, I'm doing same old, same fucking old. Ugh, Michaela lives with a Trump supporter also. We both live with Trump supporters, so. Yeah, so it is tiring living with a Trump supporter. It is emotionally and mentally exhausting and mm -hmm. just extremely frustrating. I also was yelled at by a grown man yesterday, which just really pissed me off. And my family took the grown man's side, which I'm like, why are you supporting a grown man yelling at me with no grounds? What the hell? It's just, it's just, it's just rude. And it's just like scary as any person just like getting screamed at by another person. And I don't like confrontation. No. And then tonight I got in a fight with the Trump supporter that I live with and I stormed downstairs, but then I felt bad because I don't like yelling and like, I don't like confrontation and getting in a fight, but I just like is I just I can't understand like how you can't see basic human rights and like that just like frustrates me mm -hmm. so I decided to come down in our basement and get drunk for this episode on better news I did get my first like test prints from Shutterfly <gasps> my oh my god Michaela show me so I got eight by eights just on the test prints but I think I'll sell them as 12 by 12s oh my god but, oh my so, god I'm so excited so I got this one of this is the one that like has gotten the most attention. That looks that so it, fucking like, good. That is so good? shiny and so that dope. one looks good. This one looks awesome. Like the colors turned out so oh good my on God. it. That one and this one is not. This one it cut off the bottom of the oh F the right afraid yeah. yeah I still feel but like whatever. that looks the so good. It's one. shiny and shit. Thank you. And then this one. So I got four tested. 
Perfect. So I'm going to send these to my friend in Chicago who, like, I've read this whole series. She had already read the series years ago, but I was, like, vlogging yeah. with her the whole time. So I'm going to send her these as these test ones. And then I'm going to get ready to order some, like, actual prints. That is And so try to get that set up and running dope. by, like, the end of the month. That is so dope. Literally, you can only see this on our YouTube channel if you're, you've got to watch. And then, obviously, follow Michaela on TikTok to watch her canvas painting YouTube, or yeah. not YouTube, her canvas painting book talk videos. I'm almost finished with Game, or not Game of Thrones, Throne of Glass. I have two more to go on those, but then I'm going to be doing the act, the Accord of Thorns and Roses series. I'm going to be doing one for each of those, and then I think I'm going to do one for the Devil's Night series after that, so I got, like, lots of plans for them. Yeah, so, and as soon as Michaela's Etsy shop is up and running, we will be linking that in the description of every episode and all of our YouTube videos, so. That's all that I have to update people on. I feel like that was a long update slash rant. Girl, my <laughs> update was so long, too. We're drunk. Listen, it's a drunk Disney episode can it's you expect fun. anything less we're going on tangents no. we're having a good time it's literally- oh guys we should just warn you so for next week we had like so many plans for next week i was gonna take the day off of work we were gonna venture out to the movie theater we were gonna vlog it we were gonna get like hazmat suits and wear them to the movie theater to go yes. and see the next after movie however now katie is in quarantine even if she's still negative we're not gonna venture right. out because we're still pretty sure that Katie has COVID, even if yeah. it's negative. But we will still be coming at you with our episode next or next Monday for the new after movie. We're just going to watch it on demand, which we think we're going to try to finesse the system somehow and only have to pay once to watch yeah. it. But yeah, because we won't have a vlog going to the movie theater, I am rereading the second book oh. for the purposes of the movie. So... I'm planning on having a vlog up that, Katie, we can either put on Popcorn Chats, or I can put it on my own channel, or I can put it on both, yeah. or I can make, like, two different versions. We can post instead of our movie theater vlog. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a whole experience no matter what. Obviously, we're doing an episode about after the sequel, after we collided. Thank God it's coming out digitally on on demand um we were super pressed about katie's little predicament of having covid all is well and we're still gonna be able to do the episode next week you guys so excited excited. i'm so excited for this movie i think it's gonna be so i have higher hopes i think it is going to be better than the first one but it's still just like not gonna be i think it's gonna be like in 50 shades where it's like so cringe and bad that you like love it so i can't no but it's like 50 shades where it's like the talking and everything is so like freaking annoying and cringy and gross but then you get to like the sexual person it's like oh okay oh <laughs> i kind of like this um yes i'm i'm really excited for it i can't wait i'm so, so excited guys, i'm really enjoying ready. the reread on this book too i just gotta say that i know there's so many opinions out there about these books and i'm not even saying that they're good they are definitely not great books but i'm enjoying myself because it is so easy to read <laughs> yeah it like literally reads i don't know how to describe it it just like is very basic writing and it's just mm. we stand it's really what i need right now it's what i need to break up the rest of the books that i'm reading oh my god how did i forget that since last week too my brother got engaged (gasps) i don't know how i forgot that we can finally talk about it yeah because i knew (laughs) 
last week, Katie did know. I had told Katie, because I was, like, involved in the proposal. Yes. And just to, like, get Christina to the destination that she needed to go to. Yes. yes, my brother is engaged to his lovely girlfriend, Christina. Her ring is beautiful. It's, like, so... That was my Ooh, champagne. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> it's super pretty, and they're starting to look at weddings, which I think they're going to get married, like, a year from now. They're looking at, like, an October wedding, oh, which I is awesome. That. I need to find a if plus I'm not getting one, married in the fall, literally cancel it. Yeah. I love I a fall wedding. I want to get in the fall as well. Um, so I have basically a year to find a boyfriend for my plus one. If I don't find one, which... I probably won't because Sister Rona is running rampant and I'm a piece of garbage. Katie <laughs> will probably end up being my boss. <laughs> yes. And I'm so prepared. I'm so ready. I love being the last resort. Um, You're not the last resort, Katie. <laughs> you know that I'm not going to find a boyfriend by that point. Kelly, you never know what's going to happen. I'm pretty sure I'm not I'll- going to. There's no way I'm like meeting anyone anytime soon. Hold on, don't talk because I'm like oh. my, my headphones got disconnected. Sorry, <laughs> I'm back. All I said was, you know, I'm not gonna find anyone anytime soon. <sighs> they always say, as soon as you stop looking, that's when you find someone. So, well, I haven't been looking for like two years. <laughs> so, let's talk about motherfucking twitches. This is gonna twitches. be a lovely episode to edit. I already know it's gonna be a great time for me. So, Katie, why don't you hit us with your standout star? Oh my god. Okay, my standout star is motherfucking Cameron. I love that bitch. I think she's my favorite out of the two twins. Obviously, no shade to Alex because I definitely appreciate her contribution to this film. However, I just felt that Cameron was more lighthearted, I was more drawn to her, her performance, her comedic relief was just wonderful and really added to the comedy of this movie and lightheartedness of this movie, which I I love. I don't know. Cameron was my standout star. I like her. She kind of reminds me of Sharpay Evans with a little bit more wholesomeness to her. Um, I love her parents, to be honest. I think that in this film, Disney did a good job of, like, not completely being like, this is a bad person because she's rich. You know what I mean? Like, she has wealth in her life, but her parents have also taught her good values. And I genuinely appreciate that and love that, but also enjoyed the funny quirkiness that she brought because she's, like, rich and kind of spoiled i don't know if that makes yeah. sense but like how she's it screaming does. all the time and how she's just like oh my god you know i definitely vibe with people like that who are just like fabulous beyond compare i like the sharpay yes. vibe if y'all don't know i gravitate towards those characters but i liked that cameron wasn't mean or evil she's literally like my perfect character If you guys have listened to the pod before, I feel like you'll know that I tend to gravitate towards this kind of character and the fact that she isn't mean, I like, I couldn't ask for more. Well, I agree. Cameron was also my standout star. Cameron slash her family. I wasn't expecting that. I'm so happy. You were expecting that? I wasn't. I wasn't expecting that. 
Yes. I have Cameron and, like, Cameron's whole family in, like, a subgenre. Because, first of all, I just love her parents. Her dad is so funny and so quirky. Her dad. Oh, my God. Yeah, and same with her mom, too. Her mom is so supportive. I love the conversation that her and her mom have towards the end of the film when Cameron lets her know, like, hey, I found my birth mom and, like, I think I have magical powers. Like, well, for, not the magical powers part, but the part of finding her birth mom. Her mom was, like, so cool about that. And, like, you can just tell that they genuinely love each other. And the father, too. Like, they just have such a cute relationship. Yes. And, yeah, I think Cameron is such a great character because she's, like, bubbly and kind of, like, the rich girl. Kind of fits that stereotype, but she's not that stereotype. She's not mean in any ways. Yeah. When she sees Alex, she's not, like, super vapid. She's not super vain. She likes nice things. She cares about her parents and she loves her life. Yeah. But she does like rub that into anyone else's face or like mm-hmm. tries to make them feel less than which is just really refreshing to see in a character yeah and I remember when I was younger Alex was always my favorite I think I just liked her because she was a little more like sarcastic and snarky and maybe like a little more relatable I put in like quotes because now like I don't know why I ever found her like relatable yeah I found myself like really annoyed with Alex at times Me and too. just being like you are so pessimistic where Cameron is just well, so anyways yeah I liked Cameron a lot and and Alex annoyed me. And Cameron's parents are iconic. So, yeah. yeah, but also I felt like they were really young too. And Michaela did snap me and was like, Okay. Should we get into that already or no? You know, it's just a quick thing. Yeah. So their mom, when their birth mother popped up on the screen, I was like, How old is this woman? Yeah. Because she looks younger than Tia and Tamara. Can I just say something? And- she literally looks yes. like Billie Eilish. I'd have to look at a picture of her again. I did not, like, notice that. I felt like her expressions intrigued. and everything really gave me Billie Eilish vibes. Guys, let me motherfucking know if I'm tripping or not, but... Interesting. So I looked up how old this lady is, because I was like, she looks younger than Tia and Tamara. She was nine years old, or no, she not was. She is only nine years older than Tia and Tamara. Yeah. And she is playing their mother. She's playing a mother of 21-year-old twins, and she is nine years older than them. She is 30 then. Cut it, baby. Literally. Ridiculous. Stop. And I will go to my motherfucking grave saying that this is why every bitch from our motherfucking high school is having a child right now. Girlies, be cautious and informed when you are watching films because women are so often cast much younger or much older. I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah, I hate that. Anyways, okay, we can move on, but we just wanted to bring that up because we've talked about it in other episodes. Like Maud Apatow, what's going on with that? She's playing a mother in one thing, a teenager, a high schooler, literally a high schooler, and another thing. My standout scene was when the like reveal at the store when they Aww. when they came face to face. I just feel like they're so fucking funny. Like Tia and Tamara are so funny. And they yeah. make it believable, like, that they didn't know each other, which I feel like would be really hard. When you've literally grown up together from the minute you've been in the world. Exactly. Like, I feel like it would be so hard to act like this, but they do it flawlessly. And they get yeah. no recognition, obviously. I just think that moment is so funny in the store when they first come face to face. 
and Cameron is just screaming. And Alex is like the rational one trying to be like, "Uh uh-uh, like this isn't happening. But then she's like, okay, you look like me, but like that's it. And we're going to move on from this. And Cameron's like, I knew something was going to happen today. And Alex is like, "Uh, I kind of knew that too, but like it's just a weird coincidence or whatever. I love the like black and white. We're completely opposites whatever, and how it's all coming to fruition in that moment. I just think that that moment is the most, not the most entertaining part of that film, but the most entertaining part of the film for me. Okay. All right, what's your My standout, standout scene? scene is when they're testing out their magic. <gasps> I think that is a fun the scene. The montage. Yeah, I love a montage. With okay? the go-go I, song. Yeah, I just, I love a good montage. Me I absolutely too. love when they're, like, getting into that mo- mode of their relationship and discovering their powers. I think it's just fun. I like the music going with it. The soundtrack in this movie is just absolutely banging. And it's just a yeah. fun scene. It's just cool in their relationship and cool in the magic world that we're like getting introduced to. That was a close second for me. I loved that montage. Um, Do you like montages? Oh my god, bitch. I have two in the movie that I'm writing already. And I'm already... I can't wait. I just have the first half written. Montages are the best motherfucking thing. And people love it. They do. Um, even if you say you don't, you do. Because it, even like my favorite part of the kissing booth too is that montage of them in wherever he they were visiting each other. That was cute. Yeah. Oh yes. That was the literal best and gave me so many like fall Boston vibes. Like it made me want to go oh, to Boston. Boston. <sighs> love that. Yeah. But yes, I love a good montage. I love we got the beat. Well, I did also just want to shout out Karsh and Ileana. I love them. I love Ileana. Can and I Karsh, just say they though? Are the type- oh, sorry. I just wanted to say that I don't really understand them. But you go ahead with what you were going to say. I was just going to say, they are the type of characters that would normally annoy the absolute crap out of me and something. But for some reason in this movie, they just work. Yeah. They work together. They work in the setting. They work with Alex and Cameron. I really enjoy them. And they're a good, like, bit of comedic relief. And they're campy, but not, like, over the top in a way. For some reason, they just really, I really vibe with them. Yeah, I think there's a couple factors, like, playing in their favor. I think the fact that they're the protectors, the fact Mm -hmm. that they have, like, excommunicated themselves from the realm that they belong to just to make sure that these girls are okay. Like, obviously, gold star. And then the comedic relief factor that they bring into it. I think Ileana is kind of like this dumb kind of ditzy character. And then the fact that Karsh is like annoyed with her, but still loves her, you know, when they're in this on again, off again relationship. Love that. It's kind when of like a mature. In Cameron's yes. house. And then they're yes. like, oh, you two are. And they're like on again, off again for the last 21 years. Yeah. And that was just like such a cute little moment. It brings a really mature vibe to this Disney film. They're not overly done as like super dumb and super out there. Not to compare them to the genie in Aladdin, because the genie in Aladdin is, like, a genius character to me. However, they almost remind me of genie in a way where, like, genie could... They could have gone wrong with that character and that story and, like, made him just, like, so over the top and so outrageous and to the point of being annoying, especially in a kid's movie. But yet, the genie wasn't that way. Like, he comes across just as so, like, likable 
and such a complementary character to the story where that's how I kind of feel with Ileana and Karsh. Like, yeah. they aren't... For some reason, it just works. They kind of resemble, like, the Dumbledore McGonagall figure in Harry Potter where they, like, drop them off in the safer location and... They kind of, like, watch over them. They're going to leave them alone and not interfere. They talk about that a lot in this movie. Like, we're not going to interfere until they're ready. Kind of reminded me of, like, Harry Potter vibes. They were just interesting because they still didn't really interfere. Like, they were just kind of always there to, like, monitor what happened and try to... They knew that, like, the girls had the capability to save and, like contribute to the greater cause that Karsh and Ileana were fighting for so they knew that like the girls had it in them so Katie what's your earliest memory of watching this film oh bitch okay that question just sent me um I remember literally coming home from trick-or-treating and just sitting plopping myself down in front of the tv with my motherfucking pumpkin bucket and just eating a Reese's Pieces and Kit Kat and watching this movie. The purest memory ever. Just like getting home from trick-or-treating at 8pm or 8.30 or whatever and sitting down and watching this movie that came on TV. I definitely felt the need to have some Halloween candy while I was watching it. Me? I literally wrote that down. I literally wrote that down. I wanted... Did you really? Yes, I wanted some (laughs) Reese's Pieces or some Reese's. Maybe I should go upstairs after we're done recording because I think both my parents will be in bed and try to sneak some dessert. Can I just <laughs> say they that threw it away. the frozen images at the end of this movie and the credits rolling sent me to another dimension and yes. another time and place. Yes, I love the credits on this movie. Me too. Oh my god. Why is every Disney Channel original movie like that? But I love a good credits sequence. Too. I feel like credits are underrated. And underutilized often. Me too. And I also feel, you know when movies have credits and then another clip? Yes. Like the Twilight movies did that. Do you know that in the fifth Fast and Furious movie, there's a deleted scene or at the end of it that shows that Letty, Michelle Rodriguez's character, is actually alive. And she did not know that that scene was in there and that her character was alive until she saw it. (gasps) See, I love that. I love that type of stuff. That's why people stay, like, in the movie theater throughout the entire credits. Uh, So I don't really have any, like, super distinct memories of this movie. I just remember watching it when I was younger, like, and whenever I saw it on Disney Channel, always clicking on it and watching it. I don't have, like, one experience that sticks out, like High School Musical or Camp Rock or something. However, I do just have such fond memories of this movie as a child and it being, like, genuinely my favorite Halloween movie when I was younger. And being scared of the darkness when I was younger. Okay, like me genuinely was that definitely freaked me the fuck out. That's like one of my first notes on here. Yeah, that the darkness. I have to say, the special effects on this, not bad for like the time and probably the budget and for it being like a made for TV movie. Pretty good and pretty creepy. Yeah. Dude, I don't like the Like, we get to see the person that is embodying the darkness. Uh -uh. I think that's what feeds into, like, the creepiness factor for some reason. 
Yeah. And let me just say, watching this as a grown-up, that uncle immediately on my radar. Yes. Not as a child, but as a grown-up, that uncle, I'm like, immediately got my eyes on. I'm like, yes. there is something wrong with He's this man. He's sketched from the beginning, and that's kind of the yes. same vibe with every Halloween movie. Like, Halloween Town, the mayor of the town is immediately sketched, and then he's... Calabar, the crazy, spooky guy. I feel like it's always the really, really good guy that turns mm. into the bad guy in these like Disney Channel Halloween movies from our time when we were younger kids. I'm just always more cautious about the good guys because there's just something about like a villain just owning that they're bad that good people will never acknowledge. <laughs> that yeah. I don't know. I just always feel like I gotta keep my eye on the really good people. Also the fact that he married his brother's fiance, I feel like is a That's for sure red flag because that has been a literal red flag since Shakespearean times. Um, if you've ever read Hamlet, we read that in when English. the uncle marries your mom, get out. There was no chemistry between them whatsoever. No, no sexual tension. No, I like would doubt that they ever consummated that marriage. No, and I definitely felt like that was part of the vibe. Like she just accepted him as a supporter and helper, and then he yeah. was just like, "Well, I'm not really gonna help." Because you're not going to fuck me. This is one thing that I did want to bring up. T and Tamara are most likely way older than high schoolers. And I'm so glad that in this movie they are 21. I wanted to bring that up as well. Let's discuss it. Because I was shook when I'm I realized so they were 21 in this. There, it's just so off-brand for Disney to have characters that are 21 and be the stars. Every character is like... 13 to 16 yes. pretty much even like 17 is kind of pushing it yeah but there is i think it's like unheard of basically for them to have a two twenty one year old starring in a movie that is directly targeted at children yeah the fact that like high school musical three is about 18 year olds rubs me the wrong way you know what i mean why it's just like that's not what i was doing when i was 18 well, you know what I mean? This is what I was doing when I was 21. When I was watching this, I couldn't help but thinking when it's their 21st birthdays. I'm like, how diff, Katie, how different was your 21st birthday from their 21st birthday? Well, honey, um, my 21st birthday, I was at a villa on <laughs> the beach of an unknown man. He was a mysterious um, person that uh, my friends and I met on the beach beach and he invited us to his villa <laughs> and we spent my 21st birthday there <laughs> and my 21st I was the first out of all my friends to turn 21 so like no one could go out with me except for my brother my older brother and one of our friends who had a fake ID who she said definitely at the first place that the bartender like knew she was not of age but because it was my birthday he served her anyways and I was like blacked out by 9pm. Yeah. I crawled into a traffic cone. I crawled up a dirt pit in my neighbor's yard because I thought that was my yard and I literally couldn't walk. I projectile vomited over my room. I yeah. slept in the bathroom and then I had a staff meeting the next morning that I threw up in a trash can walking to I was not like having a party with my parents and like defeating the darkness <laughs> it just, yeah for a 21st birthday watching it I just couldn't help but thinking like Katie that was definitely not a true experience that's the thing and when she's like I just feel like something special is about to happen it's like bitch just go to the 
bars. Like, that's what's special. Like, especially the fact that she woke up and they were not drinking right away. I spiked my coffee that morning and I went to my classes and I went to work. Like, I put rum chata in my coffee. I was drinking all day on my 21st birthday. Yeah. I'd be lying if I didn't say I got, like, two lap dances within the first three hours of my 21st birthday. So. So much fun. Um, I would love to go back to my 21st birthday. I mean, I wouldn't love to go back to the After Effects, but the actual day was a fun time. Wow. (laughs) Anyways, Um, yeah. It's just rare for a Disney movie to do that, and I was very surprised. I was surprised, but also, like, excited about it, and kind of into it. I don't know. Tia and Tamara were both 27 when they played 21-year-olds in the film, and their mom was 36. That is crazy. I mean, they all look young. They do. But it's still just crazy to me that they played They definitely pass as 21-year-olds. They do. The mom does not pass, though. (laughs) The mom does not pass. So if they're 21, you'd think that she should, that she would probably be around, like, 40. Like, 40 would be, like, probably-ish the range. That's 20 years older than them. Okay, she was, like, 20 when she had them. Okay, cool. She's, like, an heir. She's a queen. She probably had heirs, like, fairly young right after you got married she has not passed for 40 whatsoever she looks so young she looks like she should be their younger sister yeah. <laughs> oh can i quick mention a moment with karsh that got me since we kind of talked about iliana and karsh already the part at the beginning of the movie when alex and her friend what uh, lucinda lucinda yeah lucinda Okay, so when Alex and Lucinda get on the bus and Karsh is sitting there, but we, like, don't know who Karsh is, mm. really. Or, like, they don't know who Karsh is. And he looks at that when Alex, like, leans over or they're chatting and he leans over and he's like, you definitely have the powers. Yeah. And they're both like... <laughs> yeah. That moment, I lit- I laughed out loud. That was... That got me going. I thought that was funny. Yeah. I thought the look combined with him just like being a bit of a weirdo, like that fish out of water thing was yeah. just funny. And I felt like him and Ileana were kind of like stalkerish vibes, but the fact that Cameron and Alex acknowledged them as stalkers yeah. was like good because otherwise it would have been weird if they were just like were like oh whatever and disregarded that so i'm glad that they were like oh that's weird that they're doing that i didn't remember that they were like night and day and i just felt like that detail was super good um and i'll get into more of this later but i feel like twin movies are so much like they look exactly alike but they're complete opposites whereas in this movie it's it makes sense like they're night and day and their powers are so different but they need to be together to like defeat this bad thing and i love that they're night and day like one of them draws and one of them writes Mm -hmm. i just think that's so cool and so honestly like far ahead for a disney channel original movie i had forgotten about that as well until i saw their necklaces yeah i was like oh my god yeah and I think that I noticed more of the differences between the two of them of, like, playing up that nine-day thing. I think when I was younger, that kind of, like, slipped my mind yeah. a bit. And I was more just focused on, like, the physical look of being, like, the sun pendant and the moon pendant. Yep. But then, watching it back now, like, I appreciated, like, the different personality traits that they instilled in each to further show that difference. But, Katie, would you want to be the night or the day? Well, I kind of wish I was more of a morning person. I tend to, like, if I let myself sleep, I will literally sleep till 11, but I do genuinely enjoy the mornings. 
Cameron's day, yeah. Yeah, if I could be productive in the day like Cameron, I would I would elect to be that. I think I'm, I wish I was more of a morning person than I actually was. I really do enjoy the mornings when I wake up to see the morning. I agree. I like the night vibe better and I like writing at night a lot more. I don't really like writing during the day at all. I feel like night is like where I get to, like I feel more creative um, however, Alex not being able to sleep at night would absolutely drive me crazy. And I, I think it's just because I have like a corporate job that I'm used to waking up early, but even on the weekends, like I can't really sleep in. I think the latest I can sleep in is like maybe 8.30, like, and that's even pushing it. And I hate sleeping late because then I feel like I'm missing and like mm-hmm. wasting the day. So I think I would be more day vibes. And I'd rather, like, be up early and doing stuff than waking up at, like, 11 or 12 o'clock and having, like, waste. I feel like I'm wasting time when I'm sleeping like that. We already talked about Thantos, which is, like, Thanos. (laughs) Every bad guy. (laughs) Literally. absolute trash. Although when that fool got wrapped up in that chair and then, like, broke free and he's like, you can't tame me. I was like, (laughs) no one thinks you're cool. Yeah, he's such a fuck Absolutely no one. I was a little confused by the prophecy at the beginning, and that's probably just because I'm stupid. Um, and also, I have coronavirus, and I'm <laughs> a symptom is just being confused. So, hello. is that an actual symptom? Yeah, they said if you're confused, go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a funny. Symptom. I mean, it's not funny, but it's also funny. <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like no one is doing this on their 21st birthday, but to each their own. Honestly, I wish that I was born in September or October because I feel like I was born in the wrong month. Obviously, you were. You're not a March vibe. I'm literally not a March vibe, except for the fact that I'm an alcoholic. What's up, bitches? I am of Irish descent. Like, literally, I'm 99% Irish. What is your what is your star sign? With what's March? Um, I'm Pisces. Do like, you feel like that's accurate? Oh, for sure. I'm like okay. so sensitive. It's debilitating. I'm really Irish. I'm really like that's the only thing I vibe with is like I know how to get lit. I would argue that Katie, you really don't though, because <laughs> you are allergic to alcohol. So Katie gets like one drink in her that is not a white claw and Katie has an allergic reaction <laughs> and she's like not feeling well she's laying on the floor the next day she's sick all day long okay true but that won't stop me like if the only her. thing available is a Mike's hard or that's a bad example if the only thing available is like vodka Red Bulls, I'm gonna drink that. <laughs> Do you like, remember how many mics hard we drank at Country Jam when we went? Don't. That's disgusting don't to think about. Michaela, literally, <laughs> don't ever talk about that. There were Confederate flags at that event, and I will refuse to ever be in the presence in the presence of that event. Like that was a it was dark time in our past. <laughs> that was, it was dark. The best part of that weekend was going to the electric rodeo that they had there. It was like the rave, 
at a country fest. And Pretty sure I had my shirt off and I was drenched. I think you did. Yeah, because they were spraying people with hoses and there oh. were go-go dancers and they looked so hot. The and go-go and I were both just like watching the go-go dancers the whole time. Honey, <laughs> that is where my sexuality blossomed. I was... <laughs> literally so attracted to those go-go dancers they were killing it you will never catch us at another one of those (laughs) oh Um, never i didn't even know what a confederate flag was no i didn't either which is so sad i hate that this Um, episode i am dreading already (laughs) editing it's gonna be so over the all over the place i hate this i just have to say i genuinely loved the world building and the plot that was done in this short amount of time. Yes. For them to set up this fantastical world that has like portals opening, which already I'm like so here for the multiple portals in the world because I'm about to go on a little side tangent here. I promise I'll try to keep it short and sweet. But I think you are so ignorant if you think that we are the only people in the entire universe or the only like living, breathing thing in the entire world universe and i have to throw back to throne of glass that i just read so but this one author her name is sarah j moss and she wrote these two huge series the throne of glass books and a court of thorns and roses books and in those they're like two separate realms they have absolutely nothing to do with each other however in the throne of glass series there is like a brief cameo where our main character is falling through like dimension after dimension after dimension and she like very quickly has a little cameo with the akatar folks and it is so cool because it's like these two magical worlds where like there are characters in each of them that like do like don't belong but we oh frick my audio just went out okay i just put it back on but like in each of these series there is like a creature that like does not belong in that world but we don't know where they come from and we never really get that answer but it's like just meant to be imagined that they're from these other dimensions so i just love that that was done i love here. that I it was That's so cool so it was such like a nod to fantasy and i really enjoyed that and also it did a lot in a short amount of time they yeah spend like so much time sure. in uh covenant is that what it was called coventry coventry we didn't spend a ton of time there. However, what we did there, I felt like the time was very well utilized and very rich in content. Yes, yes. Maternal relationship and how Alex got that alone moment with her mom after losing mm-hmm. her mom, her adoptive mother. I felt like really did a whole lot of establishing that relationship and also that world. Which is weird, but I feel like the mother is so much of Coventry in this first film. And there's also the Twitches too, where they're like going to Coventry more. But in this first film, the mother is so much of like the personified version of Coventry. And I think you're totally right with the world building and how Alex knows the world and... Cameron sees the world I think that does so much just knowing that about both of them that character trait of both of them that does so much in like building the world of Coventry so it's like we don't need to spend a whole lot of time there this is literally just a phenomenal film like (laughs) in terms of a Disney Channel original movie like I don't think many people understand how good of a movie this is and like Mm -hmm. for a Disney Channel original 
movie. And I think yeah. just the fact that, like, T and Tamara, if you think about it, they were 27 when making this movie. They're experienced actresses. And they've had an ABC family television show, which yeah. is no small feat in the in this time of, like, the 2000s. And also, I do like the fam- the relationships that are built up in between these worlds. Yeah. I feel like that's very strong in this as well. I feel like Alex's connection with her parents and her worry of taking on this other mother of her birth mother and bringing her into her life and like how that will make her parents feel and how that will also make her feel. And then her relationship with Alex, where Alex like doesn't really have a relationship with a lot of people. So she's really striving for this relationship. I just feel like all of that is done really well and like gets enough attention and yeah. you know I feel like that's something that they could have brushed over quite a bit but they didn't they gave time for those conversations like you said Alex and Miranda to have their moment or not yes Alex and Miranda to have their moment and then Cameron and her adoptive mother to have their moment together but then also have her get to have her moment with Miranda yeah it just all worked really well I think overall this film is just like genuinely good <laughs> yeah at first It's Cameron who's like, we should be exploring this. Like, we literally have powers and why, like, this is so crazy. I knew that we had, like, I knew that this day held something special and, like, you are it, Alex. And then it turns to Alex being like, we need to fend for these people. Which, like, it makes sense, that switch, because Cameron just want something special to happen and then Alex is more of like the out for the benefit of other people and like we need to do what's Mm -hmm. right like it just makes sense and it's so what you said about uh doing so much with such little time it's interesting that Cameron goes from the one of being like we need to pursue this path of like this other dimension which is so crazy and then it turns to Alex being the one who is like we need to be pursuing this other dimension that switch happens so effortlessly there's a lot of depth in this i love alex's room or not alex's room because she lives on a couch cameron's room yeah cameron's room is epic yes she has two closets i'd love to have that room totally be fine with quarantine if i was living in that room having like a whole little drawing desk two closets a tv a sofa a bed her room is iconic the soundtrack absolutely slamming okay when Allie and AJ came on (laughs) this is where I was shot straight back to my childhood hearing this song I so remember loving this song in this movie and being like Allie and AJ are my bitches and oh I have since added Rush to my everyday listens Michaela shut the fuck up I literally I added Rush to my spookiest fall 2020 playlist. Everybody go follow it because my playlists are immaculate. Hell yeah. Dude, Allie and AJ literally. I love those motherfucking bitches. When Rush came on, that sent me. I was gone. I was in another dimension. I was in another decade. I was soul left my body. Eating Reese's. I was eating Kit Kats. I was a decade younger. Like, let's just say it. Oh my God. Ali and AJ are the single most underrated Disney Channel people ever. Chemicals react. 
can we have a moment for that song? That was my ringtone on my very first cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we will be doing a Drunk Disney Cowbells episode. I'm petitioning that to the, for that to be our November <laughs> Drunk Disney episode. I mean, maybe absolutely. Not, but it's no, Michaela, don't even say that. That will absolutely be our November <laughs> Trump okay, Disney episode. Oh, can we do that for my birthday weekend? <gasps> Is that what you want? I mean, why not? We'll see. We'll see. I feel like you need to interpret that. We'll decide, but Cowbells is gonna be our November drunk Disney. Because <laughs> I can't wait to rewatch that movie. Oh my god, fuck Reba was in that movie. <laughs> oh my god, I just wanted to acknowledge the point where Karsh says Kazam. I didn't feel like that was the vibe of this movie, and also the girl like double dipping in the salsa at the Halloween birthday party. Uh, thank you for bringing that I'm up. I'm really triggered. Like, I literally can't watch movies where people are, like, in the same base without being, like, uh, coronavirus separate. But then I'm like, oh, this movie was made in, like, 2011, so I can't be, like, doing that. This girl is, like, double dipping in a party sauce or whatever. And that just really sent me, and I didn't like that. And, of course, Karsh called her out and I love that for him and I love him for doing that. Thank you. I forgot about that moment. That disgusted me. I we don't we don't let double dippers. They have no rights. I think um Cameron's dad is just a lovable, enjoyable character. Mm-hmm. Him falling everywhere during tennis, I just I com- yes. found him completely adorable. Although I do have to say Cameron calling her dad daddy at the age of 21 is unacceptable. Um, absolutely agree. But yes, agreed the dad playing tennis was a lot of fun. Also, I loved all the costumes again. I hated Cameron's that she was dressed up like a princess. I mean, if was on brand with her character. It's just not my type of costume. However, the mom's costume was very like Elizabeth Swan-esque and I was here for it. Me too. The mom looked great. Yes. Oh, and whoever did the birth mother's makeup, Miranda, needs to be fired. Her makeup was so bad. Oh, yes. R.I.P. And I don't know. I just think they should have casted somebody older. The cupcakes at Cameron's birthday party that Lucinda is eating. I wanted those. The breakfast that Lucinda's little sister makes Alex on her birthday. Absolutely not. I don't. You wouldn't have caught me eating even one bite of that. No. Anything the candy corn touches, I do not want a no. part of. Candy corn is absolutely disgusting. By far the most evil candy that has ever been existed. I want to talk about the Halloween vibes. So I know that we talked about last episode with Hocus Pocus, how we didn't love the vibes in that film. In this movie, I felt like Cameron's birthday party really brought the Halloween nostalgia fall vibes. Brought it to top notch. They do a really good job of like scattering leaves everywhere when the girls are going to Coventry and the decor at Cameron's like Halloween slash birthday party was like literally exceptional and I want to have that like birthday slash Halloween party. I agree. I definitely got way more Halloween vibes in this with Cameron's party with the darkness theme and everything with the coloring and stuff. 
However, I think part of it, too, has to do with the nostalgia factor, mm-hmm. where with Hocus Pocus, I don't have that for this time of year, where with Twitches, I do have that for this time of year. So I do think that does play, like, a small part in it, but also I just feel like it gives off major Halloween vibes. Yes. Which, again, I love a good Halloween party. When Evan and Christina were talking about their wedding next uh, October... So one of the weekends that is open for the venue that they're looking at is October 30th. And I was like, you guys could have a Halloween-themed wedding. And I'm like, first of all, how cool would a Halloween-themed wedding be? I actually think that would be something that I would consider, mostly because then I could wear black. And I don't really want to wear white on my wedding day. That I just think a Halloween wedding would be such a vibe. And I was getting that when I was watching this movie with the Halloween party. I was like, ah. That would just be so cool. I wanted to ask you, would you rather be all-knowing like Alex or all-seeing like Cameron? So would you rather like draw and picture everything or write and like know everything about the world? I feel like writing one just because I feel like that would benefit my career more. Um, I'm not planning on like being an artist, but I would love to make a living as a writer. So I'd say all knowing, but also there's like something I don't know. Actually, Alex's would be better because it would leave less room for interpretation. I feel like we're Cameron's of just being able to like make these pictures and then try to make them make sense would drive me crazy and like make Mm. me really anxious or if I know more of the details it would take away that bit of anxiety and the unknown you know yeah I feel the same like knowing how things are gonna I don't know like knowing everything about the world but then also Cam or Alex kind of has this view of like things are really dark and things are really bad because she knows so much about the world, whereas Alex, like, visualizes the mom and, like, who she is actually and visualizes Santos or whatever. So, I don't know. I think I would have chosen knowing, but I think Alex is flawed in the fact that she knows everything because she assumes the worst and everything because she knows everything. Or at least she thinks she knows everything. There is, like, a level of blissful ignorance in Cameron's that Alex doesn't have. Right. Like, Coventry and the workings of it. Would you rather be expressed, like, all that information? Would you rather have that delivered to you through writing or drawing? Um, I would say I admire looking at art, but I would say I'm not as adept at interpreting art So I would say reading because, I mean, that's literally all I do. And I feel like that would be the easiest medium for me to absorb it in the most correct way, I guess. And, like, if I had to choose the way to tell it, too, it would be through writing. I would love to have a twin. I really would. I would just like to have another sibling. What would you do, though, like, if you came face-to-face in a shopping mall and it's always the same thing with twin movies it's like they come face to face and it's like they like freak out (laughs) but they're complete opposites and then they switch places and they have to learn how to like be the other one obviously they don't do that in twitches but it's still like they look the exact same but they're complete opposites like why is it always the same with twin movies Probably because what's the fun of watching two of the two of the same characters start in the film? <laughs> <laughs> like you're basically just repeating the character traits. Yeah, no, exactly. Okay, but what would you do if you came face to face with your with your exact 
twin. I'd be worried that this was an us scenario. <laughs> First of all. Second of all, I would be like, are you also mentally ill? <laughs> Third, I would be like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I would want to, like, get to know them. But yeah. also, that would, like, really just throw me off to know that there is someone else. And also, I'd just be curious to see how they look. Because I feel like yeah. your surroundings have so much to do with how you look. So I'd be like, do they look similar to me? Like, hairstyle, mm-hmm. body type, that-wise? Or yeah. is that different? Yeah. It what is a really, do? like, exceptional experience to, like, consume yourself as somebody else. Yeah. Um, How did we forget about twin movies and we did not mention the Queen twins, Mary-Kate and Ashley? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Mary-Kate and Ashley. I love them. We... Oh, the challenge. Can I watch that anywhere? If I can, I'm watching that movie this weekend. Do you remember that one? The challenge? Do you remember that movie? No. I remember <gasps> their, like, original whatever VTR. Oh, no. It's only available on iTunes. Mary-Kate and Ashley sing along where it's like, brother for sale, only 50 cents. To it watch was The Challenge and New York Minute for me. Those were oh. my two, like, So, okay, that's when they're older. Yeah, I used yeah. to watch them when they were younger. Like, the, um, they were, like, the detectives or whatever. Overall, Twitches is my favorite Halloween movie to exist, and I don't think it will ever be topped. I think it is genuinely a good Disney Channel original movie for the standard that we're looking at there. And I loved every minute of it. It was a great rewatch. T and Tamara are the most talented actresses to ever... Well, I won't say that. Um, (laughs) T and Tamara are super talented. I think their chemistry is unmatched. And I mean, obviously, since they're twins, it makes sense. But, like, really, truly, they just mesh so well on screen together. I wish that their careers were bigger now. One of them is on some sort of... Talk show. Of those talk shows having, or at least was for a long time they're having kids yeah i think they both have children i'm pretty sure they're both married guys it was a drunk disney episode we loved we felt we cried and katie has a coronavirus so we're just dealing with that we're conceptualizing it we're processing it we're logging off for the night uh please stay safe please stay inside please make sure you're registered to vote and vote and just be a good fucking person please yeah lilas